questions. Morning, Jim. Morning, Jay. All right. Well, let's start off with boy, a lot of things to get to today. Uh, go for basketball. The uh, men's team wins in dramatic fashion on a Jameson battle three. They were down 10 with about a minute left. They come back and win it. Your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, better to win than lose. It's kind of a lost season, but, uh, you know, they're right now with, uh, the way the season's gone with the Evans decommit, they need every bit of positivity they can get. So they have a game where they, they finally win at home. Uh, Jamison Battle and Dawson Garcia were both very good. Battle, uh, with a remarkable run there. Three late three pointers to pull the game out against a good team and a very good defensive team. So nice victory for the team. They also get, uh, a top recruit, uh, who's gonna, probably gonna be a point guard. Uh, he's a junior this year, but probably gonna be their point guard in two years. Uh, so pretty good day for, uh, for the men's, uh, portion of, uh, go for basketball. Okay. So getting to the women's team, Lindsay Whalen is no longer the head coach. Uh, what happened there? Uh, they're, they're making it more mysterious than they probably need to. Uh, very disappointed that, you know, everybody rushes over to the press conference they called where Whalen's supposed to speak with Mark Coyle and Whalen doesn't show up. So it's left to Mark Coyle to kind of try to diplomatically talk through it. Um, you know, it's, it's very obvious the way Coyle kept going back to conversations he and Whalen have had over the last year that, uh, this was, this was a possibility, uh, for the last year or so. It's hard to tell the way he's talking. And from what I've heard, it's hard to tell if it was Whalen saying, listen, if things don't get better. I'm out. Or it was Coyle saying, hey, if things don't get better, we're going to have to make a change. But it sounds like it was a pretty mutual thing. I know, you know, I've known Whalen well for a long time. Haven't really talked to her much since her Hall of Fame induction this year, uh, she's just seemed very, uh, she's, she has not seemed like a happy human, uh, for most of her tenure as a coach. And, you know, certainly this season, uh, I think this felt to me a lot like the end of her playing career where when she realized that last year wasn't going to go well playing for the Lynx, she, you know, she retired and, and took the next job. Uh, so again, it's, it's hard to tell who started the conversation, but I think mutually they both agreed that if things weren't going to get better, that, uh, change needed to be made. Problem is she has great recruits. Uh, she's a really talented freshman class. She's a couple of really big time players coming in next year. And, you know, you hire a coach to replace Lindsey Whalen. He might lose some or all of those players. Why didn't it work for Lindsey? Uh, it's really hard to tell because. Lindsay's one of the, you know, listen, maybe the greatest winner in Minnesota sports history, one of the smartest players I've ever been around, brilliant point guard, played for great coaches. You know she knows, right? And then you watch her team play, and they can't solve a full-court press. You know, they give up, uh, they make terrible turnovers. They give up inbound plays for layups. Um, so maybe she needed to hire a stronger staff. Maybe she needed to... Uh, get into her players more. I also think that she, you know, I've heard this from a lot of people who've been, she, I think what I've heard secondhand is that she felt caught between coaching her players hard, which all good coaches do, and worrying about her players, if you coach them hard, them leaving in the transfer portal. Uh, you know, hey, you know, this year's team with the young talent, if Suzoko and Scalia had stayed, and combined with Braun and Battle and some of the other young talent, this team might have gone, you know, 500 in the Big Ten and had a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. But, you know, she lost players in the transfer portal. It became pretty much a building year for freshmen. 
it didn't go as well as they wanted. And I think, uh, and, and frankly, I think part of all this is Waylon's not used to losing. She's never lost before. And I think she found it very painful. So they start a national search. Is there anyone that would jump out at you as a likely candidate? Not yet, because, you know, their last two hires, they hired Marlene Stallings, who uh, was not a good hire, and Lindsey Whalen, who had never coached before. So can Mark Coyle do better? I mean, really, you know, both basketball programs are pretty much a referendum on Coyle right now. Can he hire somebody who can, you know, doesn't have to do a complete rebuild? Can he hire somebody who has a name, can step in and make things better right away? And with the men, can he make the right decision on Ben Johnson going forward? Uh, you know, uh, I would think that patience would be uh, apropos at this point when you hire an inexperienced coach and he's trying to get his recruiting together. And you got Christie coming in next year. Now he's got, you know, another top recruit coming in. But, who, uh, you know, he did not sound very happy about the state of his basketball program. So, but, you know, when's the last time either go for basketball team hired a big time coach? Uh, they hired Tubby and they let Norwood Teague fire him. Uh, they hired Brenda Freeze. She left that for one year. So can you find somebody who's a good coach, who has some cachet, who also will want to stay in Minnesota? That's the, that's the challenge. So do you think that Ben Johnson should feel concerned about his job this year? We don't know. We really don't know. Um, you know, I, I would like to see what this looks like with Christie combined with these players. Um, he just landed another good recruit. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's been two years of bad basketball. Uh, you know, so the real question here is not the fan base, not the attendance, not anything else is how, you know, how patient, how patient will Coyle be? Uh, you know, I think Whalen got to a point where she was relieved to be getting out. Uh, Ben Johnson is not that. Ben Johnson wants to make it work here. Um, so it's really up to Mark Coyle, and we don't know what he thinks. So what do you think about uh, the new recruit, Isaac Azuma, uh, who is from Iron, Minnesota, northern Minnesota, small school, Cherry High School. Um, a lot of people probably haven't had a chance to play, uh, see him play. Uh, just a junior, uh, 6'3 point guard. Um, what do you think about his talents? Looks like he's a three-star guy. Yeah, uh, he can, you know, he can score. He can, he's been, he's been an efficient rebounder and passer. He was recruited by Iowa and Iowa State, two pretty good basketball programs. So it's in Nebraska. So, you know, he wasn't recruited by Duke, but he was recruited by legitimate programs. So, you know, to me, you know, you can dream, you know, listen, if Evans had come here, that would have been a great thing for this program. But to me, this is kind of the guy. That Ben Johnson's going. If Ben Johnson's going to succeed here, this is the kind of guy he's going to need to get and develop. You know, this this is a player who probably isn't going to be a superstar as a freshman, but he's somebody who could be a good four year starter, a good a good developmental player. And I think that's what Ben Johnson's probably going to have to do more than anything else. Jim is Ben Johnson a good X's and O's coach, and is he also a good coach that allows players to grow and get better within the program? Uh, I think he knows how to coach but you know listen there are you can find a thousand guys or people men or women in minnesota who can coach x's and o's i know good junior high i know junior high coaches who know x's and o's as well as anybody else that's not the game you can hire somebody to do x's and o's for you uh you gotta you know minnesota needs to recruit good players and develop them um we don't know if ben can do that you know, he's still that's that's the problem you hired an inexperienced coach and 
he's learning a lot of things on the job, including how to run a how to run a basketball program. Uh, switching attention to the Minnesota Wild, they get two goals again from Kirill Kaprizov. They win again last night. Uh, good victory for them. Your thoughts on the Wild as they continue to post a bunch of wins? Since I think February 11th, they have scored fewer than any other NHL team, and yet they're on like an eight-game unbeaten streak here. And they've moved up to the fourth seed um, with a chance to get to the third seed. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. And they're doing this, and they're doing this, uh, shutting teams down, uh, playing great defense, getting great goaltender. They're doing it without Brodine, who's their best pure defensive defenseman. So it's been kind of a testament to Everson coaching, uh, fit, you know, cohesion defensively and getting Kaprizov, you know, scoring enough goals to, to help them win games. Kaprizov scores another two last night. Uh, you know, Zion's not waited another 40 goal season. Um, and the deep, but the defense has been exceptional, even though, uh, it's not the, you know, it's, it's not the most talented defensive, uh, group you're ever going to see. Jim, the uh, scouting combine continues. Um, are the Vikings looking at a quarterback or would they look at a quarterback at all in this year's draft? Sure. Um, you know, cousins, I think they want to get a longer term deal done with him, but you know, he, he, they, they would like to have a young, it's not really different from what Spielman thought. He'd like to have a young developmental quarterback who can be both a good backup and a possible future starter. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted one. Uh, but, but the problem here is you can't just draft somebody just to, to check that box. You want to get somebody who's actually good. Can you get somebody who fits that uh, description third, fourth, fifth, sixth round? Uh, you know, it's theoretically possible. It's probably not likely. Jim, we got used to Rick Spielman uh, in trading down, accumulating picks. He always wanted to have, I think, it's 10 picks in every draft. Uh, Quesi Adolfo Mensa has just one draft under his belt. Um, what do you think his philosophy is? Do they want to acquire additional picks? Um, would trading up be something they'd consider? What do you think? I, I don't think we know yet. Uh, he did a lot of surprising things in last year's draft, um, including, you know, passing on a, a dynamic receiver. Uh you know, that went to a, went to a division rival. Uh, so, you know, it's really hard to figure. I don't think Quezzy cares how things have been done before. You know, Spielman had, had ingrained a philosophy and he was a very, you know, hyper organized, um, somebody, he, you know, Spielman developed his drafting philosophy over years of being a scout, being an assistant general manager, being a general manager elsewhere. And he, he really had core beliefs like that. He wanted a lot of picks. He wanted the flexibility to move around late in the draft. He wanted to trade up. He wanted to trade down. He wanted to acquire every extra picks whenever he could. I don't think Quezzy thinks in any of those terms. Uh, I think he just wants to find a good deal, find a good fit for his team uh, we still don't know if his first draft was, you know, terrible or promising. It's going to depend on how Seen and Booth come along. Uh, but, but yeah, I think, I think Quezzy could do anything. I think he could trade up. He could trade down. He could get rid of all of his picks. He could trade for eight more picks. I, I don't think he's locked in any, any defined philosophy. Jim, one question on the twins. Kent Maeda pitched yesterday, two shutout innings for him. Um, are there going to be any limitations for him this year coming back from injury? I don't know that there are going to be any stated limitations. I think there's going to be cautious with them early in the year. Um, you know, he's probably going to be their de facto fifth starter just because he's coming off an injury. 
And I, Rocco wants to get more innings out of his starters, but I think Maeda and Malley will probably be the two guys he watches really carefully and doesn't extend too much early in the season. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, let's see. We have Prep Day with John Malay is out. We have a good John Krasinski show talking about tonight's game with the Wolves and the Lakers. We have a good Viking update show talking about all the Viking talk at the Combine. Uh, we'll have a chin music and a, uh, and a, uh, Jeff Diamond show out this weekend along with, uh, a Cheryl Reeves show. Everything's at talknorth.com or on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim. Thank you. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune's podcast at talknorth.com. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC, followed by Lee Voss in the WJON.